global controls will have to be imposed and a world governing body will be created to enforce them. Welcome to Tinfoil Hat. We, we, we go deep, homeboy. Eric, open your mind. Drink from the fountain of knowledge. There's lizard people everywhere. That's some interdimensional shit. Wake up, Aaron. This is only the beginning. There's you just blew my mind. Yeah, and welcome to another episode of Tinfoil Hat. Uh, XG is going to be getting here soon, maybe. Uh, there was just some confusion on today's episode, which was all caused by me. So my apologies, XG, and to everybody who watches this only for XG. I know you are out there. Uh, we're going to get into it. we got a great show for you. Uh, you know, this week, is got, i got three shows planned uh, and they're all wonderful. And this is kind of what I want to get into. You know, we're going to talk, uh, we're going to talk ghosts today. We're going to talk Anunnaki this week. And we're going to have Eddie Bravo in talking time machine. So it's a great week to get into this. This is what the show's all about. You know, we've been doing a lot of dark art stuff. And I kind of want to just look into some other parts of the world because there's so much going on in the world. And then just to focus on geopolitical. You could drive yourself crazy, but before we do it, it's everybody's favorite time. Uh, we pay the bills. I know you guys love that, so thank you for your support. Again, today's episode is brought to you by our good friends at Absolute Extract. Go to abx.org. They have everything, man. We are in the glory days of marijuana and smoking weed. Uh, if your state doesn't smoke, allow you smoke weed, just know you live in an apartheid area of the country. It's ridiculous that if I stand on some point, part of this soil of this country, I'm legal. I say another place, it's illegal, okay? It's time to start getting in grandma and grandpa's face aggressively, make them eat pot brownies, blow smoke in their face, whatever it takes, get their cat high, whatever it takes to get them to vote for the legal... Full use. None of this with a card crap so they can take away your guns. And by the way, I'm joining the NRA this week because I'm going to fight this shit. I decided nothing in politics matters except for keeping the guns. That's my new thing. That's my new party. Fuck bitches. Get paid. Keep guns. That's my new party. And nothing against women because uh, you're not the bitches. I'm talking these fucking trailer trash. Nine tra- okay. Anyways, I'm getting myself deep. Go to Absolute Abstract. At abx.org, and uh, man, just help us out, man. Just help us out. They're not even looking for promo codes or anything. They just want you to go check out their stuff. They are the Reebok of of weed. The difference between them and Reebok is they pay good money to the people who work for them. Okay, so go check that out. Again, I got a, another bet DSI, bet DSI for all your bet needs. Go to bet DSI. Use the promo code HAT100. And you could get, uh, they will double whatever deposit you put into their, their account. You double, they will double your money up to $500. I just got hit up today. We are moving forward with the conspiracy bets. We are going, you're going to be able to bet on conspiracies. How great is that? It's time to put your money where your mouth is. Go to BetTSI, use the promo code, HAT100, and get yourself, um, uh, get, get in on it, man. Make some bets. Are the lizard people? All that stuff. Get going to that. And again, our good friends at Caveman Coffee. Go to cavemancoffee.com. Okay. 
Go use, do that. Go to cavemancoffee.com. Use the promo code uh, punch, I mean, tinfoil hat, and you can uh, get 15% off your offers. Again, this is an independent company ran by my good friend, Tate Fletcher. And uh, they got everything you want. They got teas. They got nitros, cold brew. Uh, they got everything. Coffee, mild roast, mammoth roast, you name it. CC winter roast, all that, man. The good coffee for you. Done right, prepared right. Not this turn and burn crap as I drink Starbucks, okay? Get it. Go get Caveman Coffee. Help out the show and help out our friends. Uh, we have a bunch of great shows coming up for you. So if you love the show and you want to support, this is a great way to support the show and to come meet all your heroes in one place. Obviously, tonight is, uh, I mean, tomorrow night's Brody Stevens event. That is sold out. The first show sold out. The second one, it's the inaugural Enjoy It, Brody Stevens Festival of Friendship show. Uh, you can go there, grab tickets. All proceeds go to the Comedy Store's new organization that deals with uh, mental health. So that's very nice. All right, Sam Tripoli and Filthy Friends are at the Long Beach Harvells uh, March 7th, and that's at 9 p.m. And then this weekend, that's right, Tim Fall Hat is at Spokane Friday, March 8th at the 10 p.m. show, myself, Eddie Bravo. And then we're the next day at 4.30, we're at the Tacoma in the Tacoma Comedy Club. You can find all those links at samtripoli.com, Okay. And then uh, March 16th, it is myself and XG in the place to be. We're at Tiff's Grill and Ale House uh, in Morris Plains, New Jersey. First show is sold out. Second show, grab those tickets, homeboy. Let's go. Let's blow it out. Let's blow New Jersey out. I'm bringing a Mexican to New Jersey. Let's get weird, everybody. And then obviously Arizona's coming up at the end of the month. We're very excited. We're doing Arizona at the end of the month. We're doing the House of Comedy at Phoenix, Arizona. That is uh, March 29th. Uh, that is a, a Friday at 7.30 show. I had someone tell me they'd love to come, but they can't make it because of traffic. Are you fucking for real? Get a helicopter. Leave early. God, camp out the night before. And then we, we, uh, we announced it last week, but we're super excited. We're going to be in Tucson on Saturday. Eddie Bravo, myself, XG. We're at the nine, the 191 tool. Uh, you go there, 191tool.com. That's tool with an E. Uh, grab those tickets now. And I'm proud to announce that uh, it has been, I'm proud to announce that it has been announced that Tim Fall Hat will be at this year's Skank Fest, everybody. Myself, Eddie Bravo, XG will be in New York City. That's in June. We'll be there, dude. So we're coming to New York. Guns a-blazing. I told him, give us the big room. Because Tim Fall Hat people coming out. Hot Ronin. You, you shady fucks. Come and hang out with me. And the final thing, because I know you guys love when I do this. But the final thing I want to announce that our new t-shirt's up. That's right. The new t-shirt's up. Go to uh, tinfoil, tinfoilhatpod.com. Go do that, and uh, you can um, find the new t-shirts up. Our Clockwork Orange t-shirt is up with myself and Eddie Bravo, uh, and the Raiders t-shirt's up. So you got Raiders, tinfoil hat, 
And uh, at the end of the month, we'll, we will have a brand new shirt for you, the, the Waking Arizona Tour shirt, and I think you guys will enjoy it. All right. So uh, today's show is going to be great because, again, we kind of uh, talked about it earlier. Uh, I, I want to get out of just doing all the, uh, you know, deep, the deep state stuff. The, you know, obviously I will always talk about child sex trafficking and fighting and getting the word out on that. I will always fight that. But the Trump, Clinton stuff, it, it, you can't do it all the time. It will drive you nuts. I look, Aaron cries the whole time I do those shows. He, he goes, bad man, stop. Bad man, stop. And he just pounds the keys. And it's, it's kind of fun to watch, actually. Um, but so I wanted to mix it up. So I'm very happy to have our next guest on. I met him. Where are we here? I met him at, at the Houston, which we're going back to Houston, at the Houston's secret group. And he's like, hey, dude, I have this really good uh, show that I do. It's called Just Paranormal. And I deal with par- and I go ghost hunting. And I'd love to have you on. And I'm super excited we could get him on. So please welcome from, uh, it's from Just Paranormal. Par- paranormal. Sam, slow down today. You've had a lot of coffee. Just it's paranormal, just paranormal. Please welcome J.P. Doyle. Sorry about that. That is the worst introduction I've ever done, and it's because I'm jacked on caffeine. No, you're good, man. I'm I'm jacked on a little bit of speed, so I think we're we're gonna be pretty pretty uh, crazy to show. <laughs> Thank like, you. <laughs> Thank you for your honesty, dude. This guy goes hard in the paint. He's like, dude, we're doing meth. We're talking about ghosts. Uh, thanks for coming on, dude. I appreciate you, J.P. Uh, thanks for reaching out, getting on the show. We had talked in Houston that uh, we were going to get you on, and, and now we made it happen. Why don't you tell me a little bit about your your doc that's coming out? I'm super excited about this. Yeah, for sure. Uh, thanks for having me on. It's kind of surreal because I'm a big fan, and I love what, what you guys do on Tinfoil Hat. Thank you. Dude. And I recently saw your stand-up in Houston, and real quick, I want to get some dick sucking out of the way because if you <laughs> haven't seen Sam live, holy shit, dude. Uh, you had me leaning over laughing so hard, and I and I was sober. So <laughs> I was I was laughing really hard, man. That, that was a lot of fun. Top top five for sure. Not even joking. So. Thank you, dude. I, I do appreciate that. Uh, we love all the dick sucking we can get on this show because on the chat boards and the comments, it sometimes goes the other way. I appreciate that. If you'd like to see what JP's talking about, go to my YouTube channel. We're now putting out clips from my special, and I hope you guys can enjoy that. And I, I very much appreciate the kind words, man. And uh, it means a lot. You know, this show's changed my life. And I, I, I can, can even the guy, there was a guy who I used to do a show called the international bad boys with, and I'm thinking about bringing it back. And, uh, we got in this huge fight and because of that fight, this show came about and I thanked him the other day for that, for like, you know, pissed me off enough that I didn't want to do the show. And now we have the show and, uh, it's a blessing. So I would never have been able to meet you in Houston if it wasn't for this show. So I'm very thankful for the fans and everybody, and I appreciate your kind words and uh, I hopefully I can help you get some shit going with your new doc that you got going out. And uh, I love it, man. I think docs are the best things now. I think everybody should put out their own doc. I love it. You don't need anybody anymore. Put out your doc and just release it on YouTube or Amazon Prime or wherever you want to release it. And I think it's great. So tell me a little bit about your, your paranormal doc. Yeah, so um, it's called Madhouse, a paranormal documentary. And basically it was um, – it's four guys. It's me. Uh, my friend Steve, my friend Keith, and my friend Alex. And we all live in different parts of the country. One lives in Alabama, one lives in North Carolina, and one in New York. And somehow we became friends online. But I'm talking like close friends. Like we talk like 
on a, on a, on the daily almost. And, um, well, not almost. We do talk on the daily. That's right. And our wives kind of get kind of nervous about it, but it's okay. Uh, <laughs> and man, it, we just said, man, let's let's do something. Like let let's not let this you know this distance keep us from making something great. So we decided to meet up at this place called Madison Seminary in Ohio. It's in Madison, Ohio. I mean, blocks away from uh, I think it's Lake Erie that it's right next to. And. Um, yeah, we just got together and we didn't realize it, what it was going to be. And it just kind of turned into this intense two nights there. And we we're like, man, we got to turn this into a documentary or some type of film or something. And um, yeah, that's that's the route that we went to take. And we're trying to go about it as professional as possible. The quality of the film is going to be great. Um, I don't know if you got a chance to watch the trailer just yes, yet. Yes, I did, dude. I, I mean, I can't wait to talk about that. It's uh, It's pretty amazing, man. So so you guys got together. You started keep. I keep going with what you said, man. Yeah, I thought it was great. I thought your trailer. Yeah, was thank thank you. I really appreciate it. Yeah, we're um we're trying to do it the right way, you know, and we're we're tired of YouTube ripping ripping us off. If if you don't know this, YouTube is is like the biggest pain in the ass in the world. They demonetize ghost hunting videos. Really? I mean, ghost hunting videos. Yes, they what? demonetize everything. Why is that demonetized? Okay, let's just think. It. I, I I'm Hertz rent a car. Okay. Why mm-hmm. would I want my ad to run on a ghost hunting video? What is the purpose of that? Well, how does that yeah. not, how does that, like I always say, like with my show, you know, it's just like, okay, let's say I've nothing but people believe in lizard people on my show, right? We're just the lizard people show of record, right? And mm-hmm. Why do you care if they believe in lizard people if they're buying or renting cars and buying your products? And I wasn't mad. If people want to learn about ghosts, the paranormal, ghost chasing, and all that stuff, excuse me, why 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 does that hurt hurts rent a car? I don't I don't get that. I, I don't understand it either. It's super frustrating. And then recently I found out that they have ads on fucking uh, you were talking about always bringing to light, you know, the child pedophilia rings and stuff like that and i don't know if you've seen but on youtube yep. the new thing now is they're they're monetizing these types of videos where these freaking pedophiles are well are i'll tell you why they and, do that dude because those videos are how they recruit people that's the new way there's people monitoring who's talking about that following you down dark holes and if you're in a position where they could use you for something that's how they blackmail you and google is owned by all the people who do all the shady shit it's just it is what yeah. it is you know it just is what it is, man. It's a dark, this whole, I love everybody freaking out about Michael Jackson right now. Like the guy's been dead for 15 years. We've known this for 10 more. I mean, it's like you're freaking out that this is what's happened. Like, how did you not know that his own sister who ended up getting like a stranger the family because of it. Now she's also a little crazy came out and said she saw the checks. I mean, at some point it's just got to be like, you just refuse to believe that bad things happen in the world. It's just weird. Yeah, it's ridiculous. So we we decided, you know what, we're not gonna put this on YouTube for free. You know, we it's about time. I've been doing this since I was fourteen, and I'm twenty five. And I'm talking, I've really been doing this since I was fourteen. Not like dabbling in it. Like I I was on a legit team when I was fourteen years old, and uh, I put a lot of time into it. And I know I listen to you know all of the comedy circuit podcasts like yours and. Uh, Joe Rogan's and Bobby Lee and Theo Vaughn. I listen to all of those podcasts and they always talk about how they hit that 10 year mark in the, in the comedy world. And that's when, you know, things start rolling, things start moving. I said, you know what, I'm going to apply that train of thought to this 
I've been doing it for about 10 years now. I want to start trying to turn this into some type of career or some type of, you know, something. Oh, I love that, dude. And that's an amazing thing. It's like I've been, you know, whenever I see people in, you know, that are, are, are artists or they're maybe they're stuck in something that they're they're not joining. I go, whatever your passion is, there's a way to make a dollar off it. And you just got to go hard in the paint on it. And just know this too will take time. Everything takes time. It's not going to be overnight. It takes time. And the fact that you were ghost hunting at 14, you know, is is pretty amazing. What made you want to get in to to just the paranormal? So it's really strange because my... Uh... The re- my reasoning is kind of like a Mandela effect. Right? You're pretty familiar with Mandela yeah, effect, right? Yeah, for sure. We've done episodes on uh, an episode on it, yeah. I think I, wa- I think I listened to that one. And it's strange because I literally have the the, the memory of watching uh, the show Ghost Adventures with my mom before she passed away. And um, which, But the show didn't come out until after she passed away. But oh I have a memory of watching the show with God. her. Yeah, it's really, really weird. But uh, we used to watch those type of shows together, and um, she would always tell me, you know, you should try to get into this. And my mom, she she had a rough life growing up. She was, you know, in the drugs and all kinds of stuff. I've I've been in and out of the system and stuff. And and yeah. at the end there, she really was trying to make an impact on my life, right? So she's trying to, you know, talk me into doing cool stuff, try new things. And I was a I was a bitch, and I'm still kind of a bitch about it. But I was more of a bitch then. And uh, <laughs> when she passed she passed away in 2008. And I said, you know what? If anybody's going to talk to me, it's going to be her. So I actually got a voice recorder and I set it next to her ashes and I captured her voice telling my uncle that she missed him. Really? Really. Okay, so so let's get into this. I've watched your video. I've watched other uh, um, uh, go, ghost hunting, if that's what we're calling it. Is that the yeah, official thing? Um, mm-hmm. What is that recorder that you have that you use? What is that? Oh, I'm so glad you asked because this is one of those things that's controversial in the field. Um, it's called a Panasonic uh, RRDR60. And um, they're super, super rare recorders. They were built in the early 2000s by Panasonic. And Panasonic actually stopped making the recorder because people were trying to um, get their money back for them because they were saying they were getting voices of people that aren't there. So these doctors and lawyers bought this recorder to use and they're catching these weird voices that that they have no explanation for so of course you know some ghost hunting person or a paranormal person got a hold of this and he started using it and before you know it it catches fire in the field and now they're worth three thousand dollars hold on so so nobody's making them anymore they can't because the chip okay so the reason the theory i've heard why is because there's two reasons why they think the microphone works so well or the recorder works well is because the microphone's not protected, so it picks up different frequencies that normal voice recorders shouldn't pick up. So it's picking up these strange electrical sounds and stuff that it shouldn't be picking up. Maybe tapping into wherever this, these dimensions that these spirits possibly could lie. Yeah. And then also the actual recording chip, since it is a digital recorder, the the recording has to actually be somehow imprinted on this chip, and then it has to be changed to an audible sound. Well, this chip that was inside these rec- recorders are, is no longer made anymore. You can't find them manufactured. So a lot of people think that it has to do with this chip. And some of the biggest, greatest minds in the field, like uh, Bill Chappell, he's a, a science, he's an engineer, and he does stuff for Ghost Adventures, the TV show and stuff. He's a really smart guy. He tried to reverse engineer it, and he couldn't do it. So now it's just one of those things. It's like if you have one, it's like the holy grail. 
I found mine on Let Go in Colorado for twenty dollars. Oh my god, that's like yeah, some antique roadshow shit right there, right? Yeah, that's poor, some antique. Poor lady, she did not know what she had, and it was funny because she actually tried to rip me off because she had it listed for ten dollars, and she said, "Oh no, baby." It, and obviously by how I'm talking. Oh no, baby, it's uh, <laughs> it was it's twenty dollars, and I'm like, are you sure? And she, I said the ad says ten. Oh no, I was supposed to change it. Like, All right, she thought she was getting one over on me. And I'm oh like, All right, well, I still my god! So the factory that made it, why does anyone go to those people? Hey, what whatever third world country they pay them a dollar to make that, pay them five dollars to make that. You would think – I have a friend that has – I think he said he has 11 of them. He bought a whole bunch of them before they got exploded. So he's sitting on, what, three grand a pop, and they're only going up more and more. It It's incredible. But the great thing about that recorder is no matter where I take it and, and no matter where I use it, if there's a activity there, for some reason it just it picks stuff up. I'm looking this way because I actually have it in my, my case over here. That's it just so- picks stuff up, man. That is so crazy. Now, let's get into, in your opinion, what you believe ghosts are. Like, I've always had my theory that, you know, a lot of times when you hear that uh, a spirit exists or a ghost exists, it's always uh, based on that there was some, like, some kind of violent kind of death, right? They died a violent death, and I believe that, like, when you die, your soul, which is your spirit gets reabsorbed into the universe and then we could get into you know whether you believe in the tibetan book of the dead or excuse me man or whatever you believe in we could we could get into that but i believe there's a transfer and when a really violent death happens uh unfortunately that transfer can get messed with it could get knocked off its loop let's say off its tracks and then it gets stuck in between the here and there and that here and there, it's stuck and it can't go to either place. So it's stuck in whatever building it, or wherever it, it, the violent thing happened. What are your thoughts on that whole thing? Yeah, man, it's crazy. We're about to go deep, homeboy, like you say, because <laughs> there's so many different routes that this could take. I've even come up with a theory that it could even coincide with the uh, simulation theory. Uh, because what if what we're seeing is just some type of glitch in the simulation or there's a... There's more than one simulation going on at a time, so we're actually catching a glimpse into another simulation in that in that moment. Wow, I, don't, I never I don't thought know, about man. that. Yeah, it, it's crazy. I, I, I'm not or sure. Or those are and, archons, right? Maybe archons who who are running the whole thing, and they, you just happen to catch them doing some shady shit that moment. Like, you know, maybe your your recorder can record the people running the simulation. That might be interesting. You know, back after 9-11, I used to tour with uh, a group called uh, Axis of Evil. We would do uh, we would do gigs, and I was in it before. We were called the Arabian Nights because I was Armenian. I got included. That's a long story. But um, <laughs> one day, my friend Maz is on the phone, and uh, he goes to make a call, and nothing, it, there's no... There's no signal. There's no nothing. And he goes, hello, hello, hello. And someone goes, hello. He goes, who is this? And they hang up on him. And I believe that was the beginning of like him being like tapped and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And he just happened to get this. Somehow the connection got weird and he caught them. And maybe that's what your recorders do. And I mean, that's possible too. that. Like maybe it's recording the people running the whole you know, if you watch, uh, what's it, what's that one world on HBO? What's it called? 
Oh, Westworld? Westworld. Maybe you're catching the people running that simulation, something along the lines of that. I find that interesting. Yeah, it, it's crazy. Like I said, there's so many routes that, that ghosts and spirits can take that I don't think a lot of people think about. Um, I grew up in a Christian background. Actually, at one point, I thought I was going to be a pastor, which is really hilarious because I'm far from a pastor nowadays. But um, <laughs> I uh, I grew up in a really Christian-like home, and um, whenever I was – I was, you know, 10 years old or so. That's when I started getting in the church really hard, hardcore. But I still believe in spirits, but I was a Baptist, and they don't really believe in spirits. But uh, Catholicism, they, you know, they believe in purgatory and things. So if you're going based on that, I think that if you die, uh, why would your free will be surrendered? Because as long as we're alive, we still have free will. Right. So I, I would imagine when we pass that our free will will still be the same. So that's why you have people haunting chairs you know there's some people this chair is haunted why the fuck would a chair be haunted that's the goofiest thing i ever heard but maybe this was bob's favorite chair that he masturbated in every single fucking night and he just had a connection to it that's that's interesting (laughs) we have heard of things being haunted like Mm -hmm. dolls stuff like that and just people that's where people go and and reside when they pass on that's i never even thought about that that is interesting dude that is yeah, like there's a f- familiarity with with objects when objects are haunted, or like if a location is haunted, yeah. and um, you know, pe- you know, that's the last place you remember, so you stay there, or you go back to your childhood home, or I just don't think free will stops whenever whenever we're dead. Let me ask you. So, well, again, if you believe in the uh, the Tibetan Book of the Dead, you're, you you go to this other world somewhat. I'm paraphrasing here. I'm sure I'm not getting it 100 percent correct, but. That you go to this other world based upon how you were in this world is what they let you do to the next world. They might send you this this other place, but if you if you were good, they send you. you well, first of all, you're not supposed to go into the light. That's what I'm told. But they make you if if you need to learn more lessons, they make you go back in, and then you pick your, who your parents are based on them having sex. You're like, oh, I like their technique. So you jump in the back. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're so weird, Aaron. You think about that. You said, man, your parents want to were- be a reverse cowgirl, a cowgirl baby. That's yeah. what I want. What happens be- if you're like in an interracial blow bang? You're like, mom's doing service and you just jump in there. That's, that'd be crazy, right? If you're, yeah. If you're in an interracial, interracial blow bang, you're a man of mystery because you don't know who your dad's going to be. So it kind of keeps it fun, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's great, dude. So- so, I mean, that that totally fits into it. Why do we always think ghosts are old people? I don't know. I saw this funny meme. It said, what are we going to do when ghosts of 2005 start haunting and you hear it's Britney, bitch, when you're laying in your room in the dark? <laughs> That's very yeah, it's funny. That's going to be some shit, man. And spe- yeah. especially uh, I was thinking about this in Los Angeles. Like, you know, unfortunately, we are um, – we're, we're – destroying all the character of this town we are knocking it down and foreigners are coming in and they are building these condos that are just they look like legos were put together to make a condo and they have no no character we're losing all of our history but when things get knocked down do they release those spirits do you think our spirits release back into the world what happens to them do they find somewhere else yeah, that's that's a pretty interesting uh, idea because I've thought about that too. Because um, you hear uh, that guy Zach Bagans, he's the biggest ghost hunter, you know, in on TV right now, and he bought that demon house and he filmed a documentary in there. And then when he was done with the film, he tore the house down. And I was thinking, 
what the fuck? You just released all that evil on the world or now somebody's going to build their house on top of that and and then they're going to have to deal with whatever shit was going on there? I don't think that it really did anything. I think you're better at leaving the building intact and telling people, you know, there's this possibility that uh, this energy can be there, you know? That's so interesting. Why, tell me about the demon house. Why is it the demon house? Um, supposedly there was – I can't remember the exact number of demons in the house – and uh, it was just what was that what hostel? It, really, it was a hostel. Yeah, it's in. It's well, it's in Gary, Indiana. It's hostel. <laughs> it was in Gary, Indiana, and um, I don't know what what caused the haunting. They don't really know for some reason. It just supposedly had all these demons in it. But the thing that made it really interesting was that um, there's police reports and uh, case managers for uh, like CPS, like the Indiana CPS or yeah. whatever. And um, they talk about, like, kids fucking walking up the walls and shit. Oh, my God. Oh so that's my what made that God. case so interesting because, like, these people, you know, they're putting their, their jobs on the line by saying these things. Obviously, they, they're not going to be. They shouldn't lie about that, you know? So. I, uh, I've always believed in that there's something else going on. When I was a kid, and I was a kid, we used to have a hat that my babysitter would have. And we'd take the hat and we'd put it over like a, like a, tr- a toy truck we had. We'd put it over the hat and then we'd take the hat up and it would be gone. And like I was a kid, I didn't realize what we had there. It would be gone. Mm-hmm. I mean, I remember this sure shit. Oh, I remember that's crazy. This, right? And yeah. then And then uh, I've been at the comedy store twice. Twice I was at the comedy store. Uh, I've seen spirits at the comedy Or something happened. Like I was sitting in the back of... The, the green room in the main room by myself. This was back when the comedy store wasn't jumping at all. So you could easily be by yourself. Now there's people everywhere, but we used to sit mm-hmm. in the back. I was sitting in the back in the green room and because it used to be a, um, an old, uh, jazz club, they would have dancers, women dancing and you would, uh, you know, so they had a shower back there. So I was in the, uh, in the back, the, the, the back green room, uh, in the, I guess the locker room, you'd say it is. And I'm, uh, just writing down my set and suddenly, and I'm the only one there. I hear the faucet turn on the shower and the shower starts going. Yep. And I was just like, what the fuck, man? What? Yeah, man. And did you feel the vibe change in the room? Like, oh, could yeah, you feel for it? Sure. Yeah. For sure. Well, I, I ran like a kid, like a little tiny, right. tiny baby who could run. I would ru- I ran like that. And then it's, it's funny because I, I probably would have ran too at first and then ran back. <laughs> ran and got your recorder. So then the second yeah. time was I was um, – this was back again when the store was dead. I was doing uh, – I used to have a show called The Naughty Show. We're bringing it back. but uh, it, And it was this full adult variety show. And uh, we we would aver- I would advertise by putting posters all over the comic store. Comic store would let me, so I put posters all over the place. And I was trying to put a poster in the main room, and I I I had to get tape. I, I couldn't thumbtack it. So I walk into the main room, and it's Jeff Ross and a bunch of the roast writers were sitting there. It was just them. This was back when the comic store main room wasn't going at all. And so I said, I walked in, they were there, realized I needed uh, tape, walked back in and they were there. And I'm like, Hey, listen, I'm going to run a block down, grab uh, some real quick, come back. So I, I run down the street. I come back. It couldn't be more than five minutes. I come back and um, they're still writing there. 
And I walk right by them and I go, but now the lobby is pitch black. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what just happened there? I go, I'll, I go, did anybody pass through here? And they're like, no, nobody passed through. I go, okay, that's weird. So I go into the lobby, and if, if you've been to the comedy show, you know it's the main lobby. Uh, there's a street entrance, and then you go up these stairs to this lobby, and all the lights are off. The only light in the room were coming from the front door that um, was at the front that's glass. So it was like uh-huh. just street lighting. And I look up on the wall, and there is a giant light, a bright white light. I mean, br- white. It was so bright. And I couldn't figure out where this light source is coming from. I'm like, where is it? I'm like, it, it's got to be reflected light. There's no light on. But how could it reflect mm-hmm. as just like, it looked like a strip. I'd say about two-inch strip that went really long down the wall. And I'm staring at it, and suddenly right in front of it, I see a, a something pass. Like, whew, a, a, Right in front of the fucking light. And I ran. I ran. I'm like, damn. Freddie Lockhart saw, like, he's seen chairs get thrown in the the main room before. We did a... Well, I know the the comedy store has a deep, a dark past, right? Well, I mean, From what I hear. Mob hits, uh, supposedly abortions upstairs. I don't know if I believe that part, but... You know, all this crazy stuff going on, dude. Man, and it is California, though. So and, Well, it is uh, Los Angeles <laughs> where all, all yeah. the dark, dark uh, arts, a lot of dark arts go down here. I was doing a show with Abby Martin in the belly room. I mean, in the podcast studio. Excuse me. And uh, people say they see an orb floating mm. in the air. Then I was in Edmonton. And I was doing a uh, show, I was doing a recording with a fan, and he'd come over and we were just going to record the whole, sh- the show. We we're just going to record it on my f- iPhone, right? So mm-hmm. the iPhone's right in front of us. I have a screen, I have it flipped so I could see what's being recorded. And we're talking and I look into it because I'm trying to address the listeners. And in front of me, on the screen, passes something. I go, what oh, it was sh- that? Yeah. Oh, what was that? And, dude, I'm too afraid to go look back, but I go, did you see that? He goes, no. I go, something just passed in front of us, and you, it's oh, recorded shit. on there. <laughs> Damn, man. That's crazy. That's cool. I'm glad to hear that you have experiences because, you know, like you were saying before, I know this is a conspiracy conspiracy podcast, and, um, of course, this that type of stuff interests me too, but it's cool to hear hear your experiences because it's – it's insane, man. You know, I, I take you for a credible source when it comes to like conspiracies and stuff. I know Thank you know your you. shit. So to, so to hear that you have are having these paranormal encounters, it just a little more into my notch of you know maybe I'm not fucking crazy talking in the dark uh, to maybe nothing. <laughs> well, dude, you know here's the whole thing, man. It's just like uh, they're never. You're probably gonna be, get people laughing at you because you're looking into something that they're too scared to look into. Uh, they're too. They're chasing dollars, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're not chasing love the way you are yeah. in your art. Yeah. This is obviously very important to you. It involves your mother, and mm-hmm. you know, and you've been able to do well enough that it's like allowed you to start a little career that's only going to grow and because it's going to get more and more interesting. Now, as so, we're ten years into this whole thing, so never worry about people who mock you. It's like. It's like comedians and hecklers, right? My friend has a great, right. a great uh, analogy. He said it. His therapist actually told him about, which is kind of funny. Um, 
But he's like, you know, it's like these people you're, you're entertaining, these critics, these trolls, these everything, they're like chained dogs. And you are a wolf that roams free. And they're jealous of that. You know when dogs fight each other? When one's on a leash yeah. and one is not. Because one is really True. jealous that the other one is allowed to roam free. So when you do your own thing, man, people get really jealous of that. Because they didn't have the fucking nutsack to go out there and go through the rough times. And go through the heart. Go through the points of uh, questioning your sanity. Questioning whether you're going to be able to pay your rent this week, this month. you know. And then at the end... Mm-hmm. You got to go through it to get to it. And then you hit this nice spot. And I've done it. I mean, I tell people I've been doing comedy for almost 24 years now. 24 years I will be doing comedy. I think I started in in November. It will be 27, 26 years, you know? Yeah, that's a really good, really good analogy and metaphor. I didn't make money in this till 24 years in, dog. Think about that. Is there anything in your life outside of a child that you would invest 24 years in with no return? It just doesn't make any sense. I question if I'm an idiot or not, but I'm now in a wonderful place and you got to go through that, you know, and that's, that's the thing. It's my friend told me it's going to get bad before it gets worse, but when it gets worse, it's going to be glorious. That's what, uh, another thing about the paranormal field that sucks is it costs a lot of money because a lot of the locations that uh, we go into, if they're like a commercialized location, they require a cost to get into and it's not cheap. I mean, a lot of the places are 500 bucks a night. Yeah, I mean, that's almost hotels now. You know what I'm saying? Yep. You just stay in haunted and I don't make money. Airbnbs, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, mm-hmm. So you've seen some crazy stuff. What are the uh, the craziest or weirdest experiences you ever had? So um, I can give you two of the, the ones that just stand out to me. One of them I can call, all I can call it is a mind fuck. And then one of them is just like an emotional life literally life-changing experience all right um i'll start with the mind fuck so i was filming this uh other documentary that i it was like a more of an amateur style documentary not like the one that's coming out and the premise was i was gonna stay in a haunted jail for five days for a whole week completely alone oh I stayed my in this jail god all alone for a whole week yeah in the summer in texas that was the worst part oh honestly. my god <laughs> dude that's crazy to me you can find it on YouTube. It's called Paranormal Isolation. I'll watch that, and, dude. Uh, That's crazy. It's cool, man. And I hope you like it. But, man, I caught some crazy stuff. Well, the last night, um, it was the last night I was there. So the, the property manager actually came back that night, like while I was getting ready to, to lay down and, and leave the next day. And um, something changed. I was laying on a cot in the old sheriff's office. And right across from the hall, there's a mirror there that a psychic put there that supposedly is like a portal. The psychic is saying it has a bunch of energy. <sighs> and I'm, I'm laying in this cot, and the atmosphere and the feeling and the energy just fucking changed, dude. It just heavy. I got scared. I got anxious. Like my heart started pounding, and I said, there's just something not right. And luckily, on this side, I wasn't alone anymore. So I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to take a break for a second. I need a break. I went outside, and I told Deborah, which she's kind of like, like my mom to me. And I told her, I said, hey, Deb, um, it's weird in there. Now, keep in mind, she runs this place. So she's there every weekend, every weekend for years she's been there. What would she, she do in. if it's empty? What she do? Make sure nobody's. Well, it's, it's one of those places where people come and they come out for the weekend and they'll spend the weekend there, pay money to spend the weekend there. And she runs it. So she takes care of it. And it's like an amusement park, a haunted amusement park. 
Almost. That's where I was going to take you when you came to Houston. Oh and I said, I'm actually going to a haunted God. jail tomorrow. Oh, my so, God, dude. You would blow yeah. my mind. It's a haunted Airbnb, huh? They just pretty much with cells oh. with cells. Um, so she walks in and she goes, man, it, it it's fucking weird in here. And I said, yeah, I'm telling you, it's something strange. So we're talking and we're trying to figure out what's going on. And as we're trying to figure out what's going on, um, we hear somebody say, hello. And she has friends that pop in from time to time that live around in the town. So that was my first instinct. I said, was that one of your friends? You know, and she was like, no, we looked. Nobody was there. We're like, this is weird. And then we're trying Did to figure out what's going on. Yeah, she heard it too. We oh. we both heard it. Super clear. Wow. And that's not even the weird part, Sam. Wait till I get to the weird part because this is fucking trippy, man. So we're like, fuck, we didn't catch it on film because I turned my cameras off. It's like, son of a bitch, of course. Well, I walk past the uh, the next room and laying there is my GoPro and it's recording. But it's just like recording like the wall, but the audio was on. I was like, oh, badass. Let's listen to it. So we go back and we listen to it and we hear the hello, right? We hear it, oh, we hear something say hello. Oh my god. But wait. Then there's 40 seconds of silence that me and her do not remember. So we have 40 seconds of lost time that we don't know what happened. And then you hear us respond to the hello, but we remember hearing the hello and immediately responding. If you were in a room and you heard somebody say hello, you would immediately say, "Yeah, somebody there," you know, you would respond. No, dude. Oh. On the video, there's 40 seconds of no response and just pure silence that we did not do. What do so you that think that is? A portal? I don't know, man. It just—it's a mind fuck. That's all I can say. Like, we lost 40 seconds of time, and if we didn't have this camera filming, we would have never known that. Oh, it's so... yeah, dude. I don't—I don't know what it is. I don't—I don't know how to explain it. Um, she's had people take pictures there at the jail. And she's like walking around in the background of the picture, but she wasn't even fucking there, dude. So something is taking the form of her or something, and it's in these pictures. What? That's yes, man. I'm telling you, this jail is is like the fucking the weirdest things happen there, man. I I don't know if it's like built on some ley line or or if it's like built where this a dimension crosses or there's a portal cross. I can't explain it, but just the weirdest things happen at this jail, man. That's crazy, dude. That's crazy. Do you have one ghost that like stands out more than any of the others? Like you're like, Oh, the, the big Leroy Brown. We saw him and he was like, I mean, was one that was just like kind of crazy. I mean, that was last one was crazy, but is there one that like stands out the most? That was like the most active. Um, I recently went to this place called Old Park Hotel, and it's in Bollinger, Texas. And we were there. This was like last weekend, actually, or two weeks ago. And um, this guy, he he supposedly haunts there, and he um, he gets blamed for hanging some prostitute that used from like the 1800s because this hotel was built in the late 1800s, early 1900s. And um, I don't I don't think he did it, and that's why he's so angry because like when you ask about it, dude, shit will start popping off and. He's probably one that stands out to me. And there was this other guy. His name was Steve-O. And there was – it's this old bar. Yeah, his name is Steve-O. It's funny. It's this old bar in Baytown, Texas. It used to be a bar slash hotel for uh, uh, seamen. And I'm talking like seamen that used to work yeah. on the sea. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The, I get I get you know. yeah. <laughs> All right. My and, buddy um, used to uh, – Brian Redband had the greatest joke ever. It was about how like along the lines of that. But like, you know, if places are haunted by people who have died – why isn't Planned Parenthood the most haunted place ever? You know, it was right. just like, 
It probably might be. It probably feels fucking weird in there. I'm sure. Um, and his name was Steve-O, and he literally, like, communicated to me to go outside. It was it was the anniversary of his death day. He was uh, beheaded outside of this bar on the sidewalk by somebody he owed money to. They beheaded him with a knife outside. Oh, and my his, God. I'm t- yeah, man. And I got on that recorder. It told me to go outside. So I went outside, and he was talking to us on the ghost box. And he was just responding to us, like, over and over again. And it was just cool to see, like – him literally tell us go outside i can talk better out there and then we went outside and he was communicating better it was it's insane Have, all of it on camera too it's all on camera all on my youtube channel same any of them ever funny any funny ghosts like cracking jokes busting your balls or anything it's funny i don't want to give it away because i sent you a video that uh that we were going to play where it kind of shows some highlights of some audio captures i got and the last one is pretty fucking funny man so i i'll save that one for that but uh, you catch, you know, they cuss at you. They call you a pussy, and and sometimes, and uh, I think they're just probably bitter because they're they know they're dead and they're just hanging out there in this <laughs> abandoned building or something. But um, I've never I've never run into anything like I would say like demonic. It's funny because I've been doing this for so long, hundreds and hundreds of investigations, and nothing stuck out to me where I was like, oh man, that's a fucking demon. Like I think that's just one of those misused things that's not. So not you don't think any of them are maybe demons or dark elements that are coming from that we you know we that maybe we got from all these like kind of sci-fi shows you know like true blood see, maybe i don't know yeah you see i think that some of them can be and they are i've just never encountered one and i mean i've i've encountered angry spirits i mean if you're an angry person in life and then you and then you move on i mean why wouldn't you still be this the same type of person um, so I've encountered people like that, you know, evil, mean spirits, but nothing where I was like, wow, that's that's demonic. Um, even in my craziest, you know, life changing experience, which uh, is kind of a good segue because I went to this location in uh, Richmond, Texas, and it was an old hotel. Excuse me. And I was uh, doing an EVP session with a group full of people. And out of nowhere, I got like this like weird feeling where I felt like I was like on a boat almost like like waves. And then I had like this lump in my throat as if I was going to like start crying. And it just felt really weird. I felt really off. And the room was pitch black. The only thing that that was given light was there was a skyline with like um, a light pole somewhere was shining light through the skyline. And I'm sitting there and, and I can see like, like darkness come around me more. Like it, like it got darker. I don't know how to explain it. It was already dark, but it was darker. It was yeah. like dense. Yeah. And then uh, my friend across from me, my friend Roman, my cameraman, I said, man, it feels weird. I feel weird and I feel like it's getting darker. And he's like, dude, I see something dark forming around you. And I was like, are you fucking serious? Oh, my God. And I'm starting to kind of freak out a little bit. And then all of a sudden I like snap and I go in this like weird zone where I just like zone out. And they're like trying to get me out of the room. And I'm like, no, I was ready to fight these people. I was like, I did not want to leave the room. And um then it just kind of went on on. They finally got me out of the room and I was I just felt off the whole time. I like I had my own thoughts still, but I couldn't control my actions. And I started thinking about uh then I and then I had these like I had my own thoughts of my own self saying, Man, this is fucking weird. But then I had these weird conflicting thoughts and it was like telling me to harm people. And it was like my friends right across from me, I I'm not this is like sounds insane to say. I literally imagine bashing my friend Karen Skolin with a flashlight. It was just like this angry, aggressive. Feeling yeah, that that's came like over me. what uh, all the uh, poltergeist stuff is about, and all the uh, you know the exorcist. 
You know, is that mm-hmm. these spirits, they basically enter your body and try to take over. I, I mean, I could see if, if you're not a strong-willed person and you don't have any experience in this, how those thoughts could keep on going and keep manifesting. Um, because, you know, I did the whole thing. I prayed afterwards, and I, I don't even necessarily know if I believe that, you know, prayer works for stuff like this, but I tried it because I was like freaking out. I was panicking. Yeah. And uh, it was, I cried on the way home. It was like life changing, life altering. Um, it was, it was, it was crazy because I watched the TV shows where the people are like, I'm feeling this. And I'm like, I've never felt that for doing it, as long as I have. I'm like, whatever. It's one of those things you don't really, you take for granted until you experience it. And when I experienced it, man, it's, it's real. It's intense. And uh, it, the stuff, it's fun. But I will never take somebody that's like younger than like, you know, 21 with me anymore because I don't think that it's smart uh, after that experience. It was real, man. I, I really experienced something. Where is the, like is within your community, right? Is there's uh, agreed upon like, oh, this is the most haunted city. This is the most haunted place. This is the most haunted area. Is there is there a consensus among your tribe on maybe this area if you really want to get some action um yeah you know there's there's certain spots around the country and of course around the world as well um but i mean there's big big name locations that you can go to that they a lot of them they let you like you know take some time out there's some places in california i think um i think it's in california uh like the old western those those west west side of of the united states is all westerns and and the gold rush and you have all those spirits and then northeast is like where all the mental asylums are and uh ohio has a bunch of crazy popping places like the madison seminary where we filmed the documentary um yeah i mean there's places that are like no like you have the amityville house people you know they rate up there at the top um the house in santa jose uh the winchester mansion um, in California, that's one of them. You got Penhurst Asylum in uh, Pennsylvania. You got man, there's just so many places. I I don't think there's like a general place where everybody's like that's the place, but everybody has like their own place, like your own your own wish list, I guess you could say. Well, you know, it's like we Stevie Weeby and I, Steve Lee, and obviously my old host Ryan, we wanted to stay at this hotel overnight where this young Asian lady died when somehow she was able to lift. The the top Lisa Lamb? Yeah. I mean yeah. I know they're getting rid of that hotel or they're redoing it or something like that, but you I think you can still stay in that room, man. I would love to do something like that for sure, man. For sure. That would be so much fun. Yeah, and Steve and Stevie Weeby, I I love listening to his show because he always talks about this stuff. So it'd be it'd be really cool to uh, to team up sometime and, and let you check out my recorder <laughs> and stuff and see it in person. How often do you do this? I try to go once a month and then with this new documentary team that we built uh, that filmed in Madison, we're going to try to. I'm going to call you guys the boy band of paranormal. Fuck yeah, dude. We're uh, trying to think of something with NSYNC, but I couldn't think of anything fast enough. Uh, But yeah, we uh, we'll get it. We want to try to do something. We'll figure out. We'll figure out something. And uh, we're going to try to film one to two docs a year. That's our goal. Somewhere big, somewhere cool. That's great. What are the ladies like in your world? I mean, like conspiracy-wise, I'm always amazed at what kind of smoke shows come are involved in conspiracies. It does; <laughs> it really blows my mind. I'm like, it's what? true, you know. But I it's could true. imagine yeah. because women are all about energies. Women are all about going to psychics, you know. Which in LA, I I honestly think these places are just fronts for 
cocaine and hand jobs, but <laughs> apparently some people go to this thing enough to keep them all open. Why Starbucks are closing left and right. The, the psychic places are open, never closing down, never shutting down. What, uh, what, what, are, what are the women like of the, the paranormal movement? Um, I have a great female on my team. Her name's Karen. Amazing researcher. I mean, she, she dedicates so much time and she'll, I'll ask her for like a few stories of a location and she'll bring in a, a pamp, a booklet of like this much information. Um, but when you do have a smoke show in the field, they're usually like extraordinarily hot because yeah. I think that <laughs> I think it, it, it adds to them being hot that they do this as well. Right, 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 right. I get that. So, I could see how women yeah. could do that for sure, man. Man, this is such I love it, dude. I want to do so many more of these shows. Cause I just love the whole the whole thing, man. It's just like I love the spectrum that mm-hmm. when you get into the truth community, conspiracies, like un uh, unreported history, like it just makes the world so much more interesting. Like I would rather right. be in your world a million times more than I would rather than I'd be in like Rachel Maddow's Russian collusion world or what even I mean like Fox News can kiss dicks too, you know? Like both those yeah. like those corporate news and the world they put out, like, and the people that push back against us, you know, and our, our, our I hate the word alt, but I'm going to use an all alternative view of the world. Uh, and they're mm-hmm. just so on this corporate nipple. I feel bad for them because the world is just so much more interesting. They would even know. And it's just to know that the possibilities of like another realm uh, a realm in between here and the afterworld and being stuck in that realm and, you know, what that means. Are they afraid to die, those people? They don't want to go to the other side because what's on the other side? And right. what do you think is on the other side? Have you ever thought about that as you as we end this show? What do you think about the world that is, is there an afterlife? There is something for sure because I have just too much uh, I wouldn't. I can't. I don't like using the word evidence because it's not proof of anything really. But there's just too many, too much documented uh, possible pieces of evidence that I've captured over the years that I would be like a moron to say, uh, no, I, it's not real. I I started out really skeptical, and I still go. I still go into locations really skeptical. But I just I've seen too much. I've heard too much to just say that this is not real because it there's something after this, and and the idea of they're not. I can't even wrap my head around. I don't think as human beings we we can wrap our head around there being nothing after this. Have you ever thought about infinity? You ever tried to think about infinity and your brain just goes, nope, I'm going there. Don't even try it. You just go can't like, figure it out. go for it. And it's just like, I can't. We we only have so much time in a day. I can't think about infinity. That's how I really, See, I mean, yeah, it's interesting. I was having this conversation on my, I have a, a comedy pod, comedy style podcast where we talk about just random shit, but we always end up bringing up uh, this type of stuff is called Not Today Satan podcast. Uh, shameless plug. <laughs> and my friend, my, my friend Nick Bermea, he's actually a stand-up here in Houston, and uh, we started the show together. And we were talking about this idea, and he was like, "Yeah, it's just it's just scary to think that there's blackness." And I said, "No, dude, there's no blackness. Like you're you're thinking there's about it wrong. Nothing. There's nothing. There's nothing. Just yeah. imagine what you were doing during the Revolutionary War. That's what's going on. You were doing nothing. There was nothing." nothing. There's right. there's just nothing. It's not even like you're watching TV. It's nothing. Yeah. Right? And that thought scares me and I think that's what drives me to continue doing what I'm doing. I don't It's kind of comforting in a weird way. I don't I don't know, man. Like, you know, 
My buddy just uh, passed away, killed himself, Brody Stevens, and I think of the pain he was in and makes me super sad. And I would never kill myself. I think the world is a wonderful, wonderful place. But when that day comes when, you know, whatever runs the simulation is like, Sam, you've ran, you've had a good time. You're an old man now. You're a thousand years old, however long I live to, you know, whatever that is, you know, I'll be like, okay, man, had a great run. What's next? And if he's like nothing, I'm like, okay, thanks for the time. And I, I, I don't know why people, I, I, you know, the guy who we had who wants to become a robot. I'm like, what are you afraid of? What are you afraid yeah. of, man? I, I don't, man. I think we only have a little bit of time here. Even if it's, you look at a hundred year old people. Do they look like they've been here? For, they're like, do, they're having a wonderful time. It's how do you fill that time that you're here? That's amazing. And uh, man, this just opens up a whole bunch of stuff. If you get out to LA, let's hang out. Let's figure out something. Maybe I can still bring back the comedy store thing. I'll, I'll, I'll pressure them a little bit more. Tell them we'll take out all the insurance we can. Maybe we'll see if one of the security guards there that is uh, into it, he'll hang out with us, make sure we don't do anything, even though it's Mecca and it's a cathedral and I would never hurt the comedy store. So we'll see, man. We'll see, JP. Uh, cool, plug man. all That'd your awesome. shit, dude. Plug all your shit right now. Yeah, if you want to check out a Madhouse uh, documentary, just – we're do, we do most of our stuff on Facebook, and um, just check it out. You can find us at facebook.com slash madhousefilm, I believe. But if you just type in Madhouse Paranormal on the search bar, it'll, it'll come up, I'm sure. Um, and also, if you uh, if you enjoy like comedy-style podcasts or just like cool hangout podcasts, Not Today Satan podcast with my friend Nick Bermea. But um, those are the two things I, I really uh, I love doing. And um, like you said, just trying to keep going and enjoying this life, man. All right, JP, you're a G, my friend. You're a G. I appreciate you. Shout out to all those ghosts out there. Uh, And we'll do this again soon. Thank you so much for coming on the show, man. I appreciate you. Cool, man. Appreciate it. Guys, thank you so much for coming on. It's been a great show. Looking forward to the next one. It's going to be a great week of talk. And uh, we'll talk to you guys all soon. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. Take care.